Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. This episode is brought to you guys by Team Boss Bodies. Have you ever wanted to prep for a show but have nowhere to start? Are you that person who has no interest in prepping for a show at all, but you just want to get that really nice bikini bod? Or have you already accomplished your bikini bod and you've already been on stage, but you just want something a little bit more in your prep? You're just really ready to take it to the next level. Are you someone who wants to try a healthy approach to this dieting game? You want individualized attention and someone to be your guide telling you exactly what to do and when to do it and to also be your number one supporter. If you want to feel a part of a community where all of your goals really matter and you're achieving results and the results are actually maintainable, then I am so excited to invite you into the club. Team Boss Bodies is exactly for you. We specialize in women's health. We help women to reach their health and fitness goals. We believe in keeping food as high as possible and cardio as low as possible. We customize your meal plans to your likes and your dislikes. And we also create a plan that is sustainable for your life for the long haul. You also have the option of choosing a more flexible plan if you want to count macros. Each plan includes your training, nutrition, cardio, and supplementation. Plans are adjusted weekly to a bi-weekly basis, and you are checking in twice a week. There's ongoing assessment to target your strengths and your weaknesses, weekly consultations, and ongoing guidance. You get 24-7 access to your coaches through text and email. And let's not forget our perks. We have a Facebook group that's going to help keep you accountable and invite you into a community that loves you and that is on the same journey as you. And team shows to get all of our girls involved. So if this is for you and you're ready to give it a try, you can go to teambossbodies.com slash apply and use the code Bikini Diaries for 15% off your packages. Now let's get into the episode. (laughs) Today, we are going to be talking to this drop dead gorgeous blonde knockout. She is a professional who received her pro card at junior nationals. Not only did she receive her pro card, but she won the entire show in 2017. Holy smokes. And she did this and she wasn't a part of a team no major affiliations. She didn't even have a big name coach. She did this with the help of her dashing husband, who in fact is her coach, full-time support, and biggest fan. You ladies are not only going to be inspired to go after your dreams, all politics aside, but you're also going to be absolutely smitten with this powerhouse couple's love story and teamwork. 
I am so excited, guys. This episode has so much value. She has so many tips to teach you, and you are going to love it. Absolutely fall in love with her. So I am delighted to introduce you guys, IFBB bikini professional Tiffany Jensen. Hey, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited that you're here. Me too. Yay. So Tiffany, tell us, where are you from? I am from Gilbert, Arizona. Um, and I actually just turned pro um, last July um, at the Junior Nationals. <gasps> oh my gosh. I love Junior Nationals. I hear that's like the best show to compete in. It was pretty awesome. I mean, I've only been to Chicago once um, and it was definitely the experience of a lifetime. The weather was beautiful. Um, I didn't want to leave, to be honest. Um, I was there for about four days and I remember the last time I went to Chicago, I didn't want to leave either. So um, it would be pretty cool to go back and uh, compete in Chicago again. Nice. And if we were to Google you now, where would you be living currently? So I know where you're from, but where do you live right now? I, li- I live in Gilbert, Arizona. Oh, okay. So you're still yep. there. Awesome. <laughs> so you must really love Arizona then. The dry heat doesn't bother you. Funny thing, I'm actually in Vancouver right now. I'm in Canada um, to be competing at the Vancouver Pro. Um, it is like 75 degrees and nice and cloudy and so nice outside. And back home, it's 118. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the heat back home. Um, I've always stayed in Arizona my whole life, but uh, it's nice to get away from the heat. Nice, of course. And how many years have you been competing? Um, I'm going on three years uh, this year. Wow. So three years. So you're, you're a new pro and I mean, you're kind of a new competitor in a sense too. That's amazing. Yeah. So it took me two years to get my pro card. Wow. Uh, which I feel like it felt like a long time for me. But um, after watching a lot of these other pros' journeys, um, I see them throwing back to like 2014, 2013 when they got their pro cards. So, um, you know, it's amazing to see even me, you know, placing at some pro shows as a rookie. Uh, So, yeah, definitely still, I mean, I definitely consider myself a new competitor. And I mean, even though I've been a pro for a year now, I still feel very new to the pro division. Um, you know, that a lot of people are a little bit more seasoned and they've done lots of shows. Nice. Like I would, I would definitely say that you're a force to be reckoned with. I mean, two years and turning pro and you're already doing so well on the pro circuit. I think that that's amazing and very honorable for sure. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Of course. So I'm curious, favorite muscle group to work out and why? Oh, so I'm sure the uh, typical bikini answer would be glutes. Um, I I would have to agree with that as well. However, um, I do love training hamstrings as well. Um, achieving that glute hammy tie-in is like the bikini competitor's ultimate goal. So anything that really works um, the hamstring and the glute muscle and gets more of a, a stretch um, rather than a contraction um, for me, I'm very, I get very tight very easily. So, um, a lot of, you know, workouts that require, you know, like reverse hacks, something that's a little bit more of a, a stretch and then a contraction is, um, by far, you know, my type of workout and muscle group to work with. Well, you look great back there. So it's definitely paying off girl. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got to go check out your, uh, your hammies. They're amazing. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Thank you. Of course. So donuts or ice cream? Oof. Can I have both? Of course you can have both. Are you kidding me? I went to Baked Bear for the first time the other week. Now, I didn't get anything because I'm in prep, um, but my husband got a ice cream sandwich, but it was ice. It was um, birthday cake ice cream sandwiched between two donuts. Oh, my so- God. That sounds so amazing. There's That's this. Go for both. There's this place in Vegas um, that does the same thing, and it's delicious. Like the the donuts, and then the puts they put like a scoop of the hard ice cream in the center. Oh my gosh, sounds right. It's, as if a donut or ice cream wasn't bad enough, you got to combine the two. <laughs> so speaking of food, what would you prefer, sushi or burgers? Oh man, lately it's been burgers. Um, I don't eat a whole lot of red meat usually, but, um, when I'm deprived of it, I crave it like crazy. Um, but if I've been having a lot of burgers and a lot of cheat meals, um, usually it's sushi. Um, I love like the ahi pokey places. Um, there's a ton of them popping up in Arizona. So like they do like the pokey bowls where you can do, um, you know, like the ahi tuna and, and sashimi and stuff like that. Um, but I'm going to have to say burgers on this one. Yeah, I I completely agree. I'm a burger girl all the way. <laughs> so, where what is the coolest gym you have ever been to? Well, I can't be biased and say our gym. Uh, we have a gym. <laughs> um, so obviously, I, first one I'm going to say is ours. But um, you know, actually, yesterday we went to uh, West Coast Iron out here in um, Canada. And the vibe and everything there was, I mean, like I felt like I was at home. Usually when I walk into, um, you know, these other local gyms, when we go out to compete, um, you kind of feel like a stranger. Um, They're usually like really small and kind of tucked away. Um, This gym, I mean, it was pretty dang big. Um, They had a wall where all the IFBB pros sign it. So as soon as I walked in, uh, the owner introduced himself um, you know, gave us a handshake and, um, he had me a permanent marker and had me sign the wall of <gasps> IFBB pros. Oh my God. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, and honestly, like there was a ton of competitors there because this show is actually an amateur and a pro show. So, um, there was a lot of Canadian bodybuilders there. Um, they had the, the garage doors rolled up. It was nice nice cool breeze. I was like doing cardio on the second floor and you just feel this cool breeze, like wifting in from outside, like old, some old school, um, equipment. I love the old school dumbbells. Um, not like, you know, those rubber dumbbells, like, you know, the actual iron dumbbells, um, you know, it makes you feel like you're in a bodybuilding gym. Um, and you know, that's, it's probably the most motivating atmosphere I've been in, in a long time. Wow. So I don't know if you mentioned, but what was the name of the gym again? So just in case you want to go. West Coast Iron. West Coast Iron. Awesome. Definitely putting that one on my list. Yeah, for sure. If you're ever out here, I mean, I would I would love to be be here for like a week or so and just train out of there all week. Definitely. So what keeps you motivated? Honestly, this the progression um, of my physique. Um, watching the changes, looking back at pictures from me back in 2015 and 
thinking about my mindset back then, um, I remember looking at pictures of like India Paulino and, um, and Justine Monroe and thinking like, how the heck do these women look like this? Like, there's no way I could ever get my body to look like this. And just watching the progression of my body, you know, build muscle and burn a little bit of fat, watching the shape change um, is honestly the biggest motivator because you might think that your body's not capable of it, but it all takes time. Building shape takes time. Um, and if you build it in the right areas, you will look like, you know, those women, you know, someday. And honestly, like, I just, I can't, you know, think enough about my mindset back then. I think there was one time where I took a picture. I was watching um, Bikini Olympia on my projector. I honestly didn't even know how you turn pro. Um, I didn't know anything really much about competing. I had just done my first uh, regional show. I had placed fifth. Um, and I was wondering, you know, where do you go now with this sport? You know, what's the progression of this sport? And I, um, saw Bikini Olympia and I was watching on projector and I took a picture of, uh, the first call outs and I posted it and I said, one day I'll be on this stage. Um, in the back of my head, I was thinking, no way. Like I wouldn't, I don't even know if I could ever even turn pro, like there's no way. And now here I am, um, you know, a contender for the Olympia stage this year. So there's nothing more motivating than watching your past self, um, you know, just continue to grow and, and transpire over the years. I think those words are so powerful. I mean, there are so many women out there who start a diet and then they give up because, you know, two weeks they're like, I haven't lost any weight. Three weeks they're like, I haven't lost any weight. So they go through this uh, this cycle that they repeat over and over and over again. And what they don't realize is, you know, basically what you said, consistency, being persistent. And over time, you're really going to see those changes. And I think that's wonderful that you're able to compare both of, you know, from where you began to where you are now and to really use that as a as a motivating factor yeah and I mean there's no no bigger driving factor than watching your persistence give you the results that you desire I mean I can't we have lots of um, bikini clients and to about two weeks in they're always like I'm not seeing any changes I want to look like Tiffany I want to look like this girl when will I have glutes like this girl and it's like hey here's here's me three years ago and here's how long it took me to get where I am, you know, three solid years. And that wasn't just, you know, 12 weeks here and then take six months off and then, you know, 12, another 12 weeks here. It was three solid years of consistent training and sticking to a diet. And of course, you know, I'm a little lackadaisical here and there um, with my diet, but, you know, that's the balance of it. And, you know, but watching all of that come together and give you the results that you've been desiring for years um, is the biggest driving factor for sure. I definitely agree. Tiffany, so what would you say was your greatest bikini moment? Oh, it's a, honestly, I mean, I, I, the first one would be getting my pro card. I feel like getting your pro card is the toughest thing to do. Um, it's you're up there. I mean, I think there was a total of 320 bikini girls um, at junior nationals last year. And to be able to stand out amongst a crowd of such amazing athletes um, is unforgettable. Um, when I got on that stage, I was so relaxed. I think that was the most relaxed I'd ever been at a show. And I don't know why. Um, 
I, in my head, I was thinking I've never placed at a, at a national show before would be great to get first call outs, but we'll see where this goes. Um, and then getting first call outs and getting moved around and everything. Um, and then standing on stage for finals and as they called up second place and I was the last person standing, I, I feel like I froze um, and I, I couldn't really collect all my thoughts at once. I got a little overwhelmed. Um, it's one of those things where like it doesn't really hit you until like way later on that you actually just got your pro card because then um, they immediately lined us up to go out for the overall battle. And I got up there and at that point, like, you know what, like who cares, you know, about the overall at this point, like we all just turned pro. Like that's the toughest part about this sport is turning pro. And I got up there and I was like, you know what, let's just do this dang thing. And I just went up there so, so relaxed, so confident. And then they called my number for the overall. Um, <gasps> I'm sure I spun around in circles. Ah! There's like a video, like they called my number and I literally spun around in a circle because I was like, I don't know what to do with myself right now. Like, I can't believe they called my number and I got up there. I was, I was shaking like crazy. Um, that was definitely like, I feel like getting your pro card is like the defining moment as a competitor, but it's another thing to win the overall at a national show. Um, I feel like any of those girls could have been contenders for the overall. Um, I, you know, I, I always see everyone at the same level as me. I, I don't ever see myself as, oh, I, I deserved this more than someone else. But when you, you feel like you've earned it, it is the most rewarding experience ever. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I feel like I was there, like with you. Like, <laughs> I want to see that video now of you spinning. That's hilarious. I, I've got to put, so I think it, um, my husband was actually taking a video and um, he yells as soon as I called my, my number, honestly, like what made me tear up was watching the video later on and mm -hmm. hearing him yell for me and how excited he was. Mm -hmm. um, Cause honestly, I was, I was so dehydrated. I couldn't even get a teardrop to come out, um, until later on that <laughs> evening. And I watched the video and just kind of like seeing his reaction to that. And so the video goes all over the place. Um, so I don't know if it catches me spinning around, but I'm like in the line of girls and I literally like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. And I actually, there was like a platform. I actually walked over the platform and I was just going to like, I think it was like, like two and a half feet high or something. I was ready to like <laughs> step up on it. And they were like, they guided me back over to the steps. I was like, just ready to just like hop up there with my, my bikini and, and heels. And they were like, uh, uh there's stairs. <laughs> stairs please so you don't hurt yourself oh my god that's hilarious that's so funny yeah. oh my goodness I I think that that's incredible so you had never placed at a national level show before and then you go there and you become a pro yeah so um I had done three national shows before that um my first national show I just kind of jumped into it for the experience um I went to USA's in Vegas because it's it was really close to Arizona um and I was qualified, and that was um, actually my first year. It was about I was it was actually my official twelve week prep that I stepped on nationals for the national stage for the first time. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let's just go see what it's all about. Um, and then you realize, you know, you're a dime a dozen, and you've got some work to do. I was standing um, next to a lot of girls who ended up placing top five, 
and kind of looking where I was at and where they were at, their muscle maturity um, and muscular development was um, was way more advanced than mine. So, um, you know, it was one of those things where I feel like you have to be be there and understand the caliber of athletes to be able to go back to the drawing board. Um, it's easy to like look on Instagram and social media and go, oh yeah, you know, like, you know, cause lighting and everything. Oh yeah. You know, I look as lean as them. Oh, I've got great shape. And then you go out there and you actually stand under those lights with other girls and you realize, holy crap, I've got some work to do. Um, but then after that, um, I took a year off and, um, you know, before, well, I didn't take a year off, but you know, I did a few um, regional shows before I decided to go back to a national show. I um, went back to USA's, got 12th, um, went and did North Americans after that, um, got ninth. Um, and then I told myself, I am not stepping on a national stage until I'm undeniable um, again. And so then June of 2015 rolled around, or 2017 rolled around, and uh, stepped on stage and, and won the overall. So it was it was pretty awesome. I mean, it was very overwhelming. Um, I'm, I like to call myself an introverted extrovert. Um, I, <laughs> you know, on stage, I love the, you know, the accolades and everything while I'm on stage. But when I'm off stage, um, I'm very, you know, like to be behind my, be behind my computer, you know, doing my work, living my normal life. Um, so after that, that huge win, I got bombarded with, um, you know, my social media, I couldn't keep up with it. I got really overwhelmed. Oh, wow. Had a lot of anxiety attacks after that. Um, because I, I felt like it was too much for me. Um, but then, you know, it kind of, it smoothed out over time. Um, it was just that initial like shock that I was not prepared for. Um, I was not prepared to get my pro card by any means. Um, and then, you know, the next day you're doing a, a photo shoot for NPC News Online and you're on the, the front of a magazine. And um, it was just very, you know, I'm just very behind the scenes kind of person. And then mm-hmm. put in front of everything. And it was very, very overwhelming. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like exactly like what what happened after you turned pro? Because, I mean, everyone experiences something different. You talked about being bombarded. Was that... Like, were you getting a lot of DMs? Were you getting sponsorships? Like, what actually happens after you turn pro? Um, so a lot of people that I honestly have never talked to, um, I, that I don't follow or even knew were following me, um, I got a lot of messages from a lot of pros. Um, and I was, I mean, I was shocked. I had um, some pretty big name pros, you know, reaching out to me saying, I knew you would get it. You know, you're going to do so well in the pro division. I mean, and it was, I mean, to hear that from from women who were making it to the Olympia stage um, was absolutely flattering. Um, But once again, in my mind, I'm like, "Uh, I don't know about that. Like, we'll see how I do as a pro. But um, there's a lot of people who come out and, and tell you that they've been watching you since, you know, your first competition or... You know, they've been watching you over the last year or so and, and how much you've motivated them. And that's and that's why they started competing. Um, and honestly, a lot of the messages and um, comments I got were about the fact that um, and there's. This is not me, um, you know, trying to say this is a bad thing that you if people train with it, you know, a big name coach, um, but it's just me and my husband. Um, that own our training company and he trains me 
And I think it inspired a lot of bikini girls because they've been watching the politics at some of these shows. Um, everyone who wins seems to be with some big name coach or, you know, have some sort of, you know, connection to the coaches or the promoter. And then there was me where I won the overall at junior nationals and everyone's like, who the heck is elite aesthetics? (laughs) 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 Like perfect. (laughs) Brings it back to like, you know, people are like, okay, it's going back to, you know, you don't have to be part of this big, you know, big team or a well-known team or a well-known coach to be able to make it there. And I think that's why a lot of girls give up is because they think, okay, I'm not training with so-and-so, nor do I want to pay a big name coach. So I'm never going to get my pro card. And that's not true. Um, I feel like if you, if you bring the right look, um, and you just keep getting in front of those judges that, you know, your time will come. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, right time, right place, right judges preference. Um, and then that, and that was my day. So, um, you know, it was it, a lot of those messages had to do with the fact that people were like, I don't know who elite aesthetics is, but I'm cheering you on because you're not part of, you know, all these other teams. And it's great to see that. And, you know, I just want to play the sport the way it's meant to be played. Um, the other overwhelming thing was, was um, we are a training company. We got bombarded with emails. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. People- I would imagine. And. Yeah, and like, and it was a couple weeks before. I think it was like six weeks before USA. So a lot of people were trying to switch to um, my husband and I before USA's. And however, like for us, you know, six weeks isn't enough for us to understand how somebody's body works. Um, we're not, you know, the type of people to be like, all right, you know, pay us and we'll we'll get you your pro card. We want to make sure we understand how their body reacts to certain foods. Um, you know, we don't want to screw up someone's prep. Um, so we got literally bombarded with, with emails. We couldn't keep up with them. And then, you know, I had to go right back to work that Monday. Um, so easing back into my HR, uh, mindset was a little bit difficult. Um, I had still had a lot of text messages coming through, trying to keep up with, um, you know, responding to family members and everything as well. So, um, and then as far as sponsorships, um, you know, I've, over the last year, I have gotten the opportunity to work with some amazing companies. Um, right after I won Junior Nationals, um, SteelFit was actually one of the sponsors of um, Junior Nationals. And um, I had spoken with them, and now they've been with me for about a year now. And, um, you know, they give me all the gym essentials, the waist trimmer, the buns of steel, abs of steel. Um, they send me products each month. Um, I even use their diuretic, um, which is awesome because I've had some issues with diuretics in the past where they turn my tan like greenish color because Mm. it, yeah, lots of people have that issue. Yeah. And, um, I've used some pretty harsh ones before, um, that like literally the next day I'm like, I have a green hue to my body. And that was actually my feedback from USA's was that my tan was green. Um, so good thing to note is your tan does affect your placing, um, it affects your look on stage. It could make or break your placing. Um, but with their diuretic, um, it has electrolytes in it, so you don't lose those electrolytes. I've even seen some girls cramp like crazy on stage, like, like me, like my feet cramp a lot. So it completely eliminates all of those issues. Um, so I'm blessed to have SteelFit as a sponsor. And then um, ProTan, 
uh, Protan reached out to me and uh, they tanned me for all my shows, which is really awesome because competing is expensive. Um, and if there's any way that you can, you know, get a sponsorship, you know, tanning can be up to, you know, $150, $175. Um, that saves me money and Protan sticks to me like glue. I've never had issues with theirs, you know, their tan turning weird colors or anything. Um, it goes well with my skin tone too. So, um, so that, I mean, being sponsored by Protan is, is pretty awesome. Um, I've always wanted a tanning, uh, sponsorship, but Protan was the only one I was interested in. Yeah. Um, reached out to me. I was absolutely ecstatic. That's so funny because I, that was one of the questions I was kind of curious about because people are very particular about their tans. You know, um, darker skin people always ask, do I, do I, should I get a tan? And I always tell them like, yes, of course I tan. And you know, the fair, fairer skin, which you are a very fair, you know, they, they tend to have an issue with their, um, with their tan, you know, sticking, staying on. How many, how many, um, applications do you, do you recommend for, um, your skin tone? Um, so for me, so actually I'm going to end up tanning here in a couple hours, but what I'm going to do beforehand is Protan makes like this do it yourself, um, tan, like they've got the competition color and the base color. So I would use both if Protan wasn't, um, actually physically here tanning people, but they have a bikini base coat and it's alcohol based. So, um, it actually soaks into the skin really, really well. It's not like smearing a lotion on where it's all like splotchy and everything so I actually take their little mitt they have a little mitt and you just like rub this like solution on you and so I use that as my my base coat and then I go and I get so I go and I get another base coat because uh, I'm I'm really white usually I'm not used to being this white uh but now that I'm like indoors all the time <laughs> I feel like I haven't laid out in a long time uh, but they always advise that I do some sort of base coat beforehand that way they don't have to do multiple coats, multiple base coats for my first tan today. Because what tends to happen is if it's not fully soaked in, um, you might, you, you'd be standing there trying to dry for a while. And then if you try to put another coat on before it's fully dried, that's when it gets all splotchy and it smears off. And then you lay in bed at night and then you wake up and it, your tan's all messed up. Um, and then they do a competition color coat um, that next morning. So for fair skinned, I definitely recommend at least three, uh, three coats, um, you know, two base coats, one, you know, top coat. Um, but you know, if you can get a hold of, you know, a self tanner beforehand, um, that helps out a lot. Okay. So self tanner is very important. Um, thank you for that. Cause I feel like that's something that we all, you know, we always have questions about. And I would, I would love to ask you, um, because we're doing this bikini hack right now and we've been kind of extensive, you know, talking about all these great things. Um, but to conclude the bikini hack, I just would like to know if you could pick one, what would you pick as your favorite, the prepping, the state, the actual stage day or post-show treats? What's your favorite out of the three? Oh, um, I'd have to say the stage day. Um, that's where everything comes together. All of your hard work, everything, it's done and it's time to just show it off. Um, I think that's, you know, I never glam myself up. So feeling beautiful. I mean, every woman wants to feel beautiful, right? So, yes. you know, <laughs> nothing like getting that tan, that tan that brings out all the nice definition, 
you actually see your hard work, you know, watching your body, you know, tighten up, you know, going into the show um, and stepping on that stage and just nailing your routine. And then, you know, walking off knowing that you, you did everything you can to prep, everything you could on stage to look your best. Um, and then, you know, coming out with those glamorous, you know, those stage shots and everything too. Um, you know, just seeing yourself all beautified and, and, you know, tanned up. Um, that's definitely my favorite part. I would have to say the same. Like I absolutely love, you know, putting on makeup and the glitz and the glam of everything is just amazing. I, I wanted to say also that thank you so much. I cannot believe that you're doing this, um, podcast with me. You're here with me today and you're literally going to compete in like, tomorrow correct yep tomorrow morning oh my god so crazy for the vancouver pro that's yeah i'm really excited this is my first time competing out of the states so that's amazing never have any expectations honestly if if anything i got an awesome trip to canada and i got to see vancouver i mean it's beautiful it's green here weather's awesome so i mean i definitely can't complain either way that's wonderful. I've always wanted to go to Canada and um, it's just amazing how far you've come and it makes me wonder exactly how did you start your this whole journey? Like how did you start the, the fitness journey? Like what led you on to fitness? So um, I ran track and I did competitive dance um, in high school. So I was always um, always had, you know, some sort of, you know, athletic or, you know, sport that I was involved in. Um, and then I went into college and I kind of felt a little lost because I was focusing on academics, but I was still going and working out every day. I love the routine of working out. And honestly, I used it to kind of help me out with stress. If I was stuck studying something and I just couldn't get my mind right, or I couldn't come up with ideas for a paper, I'd go on a run and I'd come back and I would feel absolutely refreshed and revamped. Um, and then I could sit down and crank out a paper. And then I realized I'm like, all right, this is how I need to clear my head. Um, so, you know, I continued doing a lot of running and, and working out. Um, but I didn't feel like there was a fitness goal that I was working towards, which I was so used to, you know, whether it was going into a dance competition or leading up into a, a track meet. Um, so then I saw a couple of friends of mine that um, had done uh, some competitions and um, when I was in college. And, and Bikini had just come out when I was in college, actually, because it came out in 2010. And um, I graduated 2012. I saw a couple of friends who went pro. Um, and I was like, wow, like, you know, I, I couldn't believe that this was even a, a bodybuilding division because all I was used to was seeing, you know, figure athletes. And, and for me, that was, um, that, that wasn't the look that I was, you know, wanted to go for. Um, and then I saw the bikini division come out and I'm like, okay, you know, honestly, you know, I wasn't going anywhere with dance or track in terms of, you know, being a professional athlete. So, um, I wanted something that I could still like compete and, um, you know, have something to work towards. So actually, I ended up doing CrossFit for like a year, um, tried that out, realized <laughs> it, I, I was agile and um, I was good at the workouts, but I was not competitive with them. Um, and, you know, honestly, for me, you kind of have to look at like, you know, what do the what do the athletes in this, you know, higher up in this sport look like? Um, that wasn't the look I was trying to achieve. Um 
honestly, it just, I, I had injured myself. I think everyone has a CrossFit injury. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and I, I couldn't even sit for like an hour. Um, my, my back would hurt so bad. I went to physical therapy. Um, and then I was like, all right, like, I don't, I don't want to continue to do this to myself. Um, you know, I love the results I was getting. Um, you know, I just did it for a way to kind of push me out of my comfort zone. But then, um, I had a lot of people asking me if I competed, not in CrossFit, but, um, in bikini. And I was like, no, I've never tried it. I was honestly a little too afraid to, um, I see pictures of girls on stage and I'm like, wow, like they're beautiful. They've got clear skin, like all this stuff. And like, I mean, I've got a birthmark on my butt that like drives me <laughs> insane. Like I'll be a hundred percent transparent with you. Like I've got this birthmark on my butt and I, I literally was like, I can never do, I can never wear that tiny of a bikini at pool parties because I was so insecure about it. Um, you know, and I don't have the greatest skin and, and I see all these girls. I'm like, wow, they're like runway models, but like, you know, but they're lean and they've got muscle and, you know, and I just never pictured myself in that position. Um, but you know, if sometimes your dreams have to scare you a little bit. Uh, so I said, you know what, I'm going to try it. So as soon as I got out of grad school, um, cause I'm an all or nothing kind of person, if I'm going to do something, um, especially on the competitive side, I'm going to make sure that I'm all in, um, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to, you know, just be like, okay, I'm trying to balance, you know, grad school, working full time and competing at the same time. I wanted to get through school um, and, you know, make sure that my head was in the right place and that I could focus on competing because I, I wanted to do well. Um, you know, I didn't want to embarrass myself. So, um, you know, after I was done with grad school, I decided, all right, you know, I'm going to go head first into this competing thing and, um, you know, looked up my, the first show that, you know, that was in Arizona that was coming up and I said, all right, like, let's do it. Let's start prepping. So, um, you know, started working towards that. And then, uh, from there it just, you know, I mean, you know how it is. It's an addicting sport. Yeah. Um, now you you're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you're so, here. Now you're in Vancouver. Right. That's amazing. You, it's, it's like you either love it or you hate it. Right. I mean, you, you do one show. I've, we've had a lot of competitors who do a show and they think they're going to love it. And they're like, eh, I'm just not, I'm just not that competitive, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or they don't like the dieting and, and stuff like that. Um, but you know, for me, it was like, I did one show and I, I placed fifth and I was like, all right, like, let's, let's see where I can go with this. So, exactly. and yeah, okay. here I am. Yes. And you're absolutely beautiful and we absolutely love you. And we're so excited for you this weekend. I cannot wait to see the results for sure. Um, you know, I think it's interesting that you said that you weren't really like that comfortable on, like you had to get comfortable with being on stage. A lot of girls, um, feel the same way. I know I grew up on the stage, so I grew up, um, I did six years in theater. I did four years in high school, two years in college and theater. So that being on, when I started competing, I was like, oh my God, I'm on a stage, like in an auditorium. Like this is my domain. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> but for That's you, awesome. you told me, you said, you know, you were very uncomfortable with the idea of wearing a thong and how exactly did you overcome that feeling of feeling that way? Um, honestly, I had talked to a couple girls who competed. Um, and you know, it was just realizing that everyone has their flaws. Everyone's got something. 
Um, you know, I even had a friend and she went pro and she's like, I got stretch marks all over my stomach from having kids. She's like, I still got up on that stage. You know, she's like, I don't care. Everyone's got something, you know, just because you don't see it in a, in a picture, you know, or a stage shot, um, doesn't mean it's not there. Um, and honestly, like, like I was saying, like with my birthmark that I've got, I birthmark birthmark on the butt. (laughs) Birthmark on the butt. Yeah. Like, like dark brown, like circular <laughs> birthmark. Um, it's, it's funny because when I take pictures, everyone thinks it's a shadow on my butt and it's my birthmark. Oh, that's but, hilarious. Uh, what, then I realized once I'm tanned, you, you can't even see it. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And, um, so I knew that, you know, if, as long as I'm tanned, like it's not going to show. Um, but at the same time, I mean, posing practice, things like that, being in a bikini, I, I just, I didn't feel comfortable with it, but it's like exposure therapy, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. I'm a degree, so, like, you think, the more you're exposed to something, the easier, um, easier and more natural it gets, um, you know, now I'm posing in our gym in front of, you know, 20, 30 people who are working out, I don't care what I look like, I don't care if I'm in off season, and I, I put on 10 pounds or 20 pounds or whatever, like, I don't care if, you know, I've, you know, I've got a breakout or something like that. You know, I just, I don't really wear makeup to the gym or anything like that either. Like, it's just kind of like being confident with yourself and understanding that everyone's got their flaws. Um, and you know, nobody's perfect. I mean, we see that all the time on, on social media. People are saying, Oh, you know, I'm not perfect. Well, you know, no, nobody is. Everyone's got something and, um, everyone's got something to hide too. And, you know, I always like to put things out there because people think like, you know, the same way I thought when I used to look at the pros, like, oh my gosh, they're so glamorous. They're beautiful. Like, you know, everyone's got this beautiful, clear skin. Like I have to have that if I want to step on stage. And like, that's not necessarily true. Like you get backstage and you see all, all kinds of things that you don't usually see on social media. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, everyone's in the same boat. And once you can, once you realize that and put that in your head um, and just, you know, understanding that you are who you are um, and there's some things that you just can't change and those things can't hinder you from you know pursuing your dreams I definitely agree and um, you know a lot of a lot of girls fear of you know the judges feedback like they're not only are they afraid that you know they have to get up on stage and it's very uncomfortable but they're also afraid of like you know, being judged by all of these judges, like how have you handled judges um, critiques and what are some things that they've told you to work on and how do you handle what they say to you? Um, so I usually try to reach out to the same judges, um, you know, and get the same judges critique that have seen me several times. Um, because all judges feedback is going to be different. Um, you know, one judge might, might not prefer blondes, you know, one, you know, might like bigger glutes or something, but, you know, bikinis, the most subjective, um, out of all the divisions, um, because you could have two girls that, you know, both have the right conditioning, the right shape, but maybe one's six feet tall and one's, you know, five foot one. And, you know, it's just preference. Okay. I like the taller physique better or something like that. But that's one thing is, um, you know, some of the feedback I've um, actually gotten recently because, Um, I don't feel like I brought my best, um, to the stage, my last two shows and and I know it and I'll always, always admit to that. Um, but it was bringing in my gluten hammy tie-ins a little bit, um, a little bit fuller and a little bit harder. 
And um, that's because in the past, um, like when I won junior nationals and placed at a couple pro shows, um, I had a really good defined full glute hammy tie-in. Um, now at some of these shows that I went to, I got a little confused because I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because they still looked harder and fuller than some of the girls who placed. Um, and it was understanding that the judges feedback is not necessarily you against the girls who placed. Um, it's more about you and your best look. Um, the judges know what, what my best look looks like. And they knew that wasn't my best look on stage. So they're comparing me to me. Um, so when people say I only compare myself to myself, um, that's absolutely true. And that's what people need to stick to is because um, there might be a girl who maybe doesn't have the the perfect backside conditioning like someone does, but her front matches her back. The conditioning in her front matches the conditioning of her back. Or she's got great shape. She's full. You know, she's got nice full muscle belly. She's you know got that X factor going on. Um, so it's not necessarily that, you know, smallest waist wins or biggest glutes win or best conditioning wins. Um, it's just kind of like understanding your physique. And then as the judges see you over and over again, they under, they, they want to give you feedback based on how your physique can excel on stage. Um, not necessarily your physique compared to someone else's because the caliber of athletes is going to change show to show. Um, you know, you could come in really conditioned at one show and, you know, there's maybe some softer bikini athletes or vice versa. Um, so you really can't go, you know, base it off of what other people look like because um, it's just about bringing in your shape and what will work for your body. Um, for example, I did one time get um, feedback saying, don't put any more muscle on your glutes. Um, and then to bring up the upper body. So basically what they were telling me was I was becoming unproportionate. Um, my upper body was a lot slimmer than my lower body. So I had to bring down the lower body a little bit and build up the upper body to help create that nice balance and shape. Wow, that's that's wonderful advice. Like I feel like a lot of us, we really don't, we really don't understand the judges' feedback. We don't understand how things people are being judged. Sometimes we we think it's like a political thing. Sometimes we just don't understand. So you really cleared a lot of things up for us. Um, I definitely agree with you know making sure that you know it's you against you. Like um, these judges and going back to the same judge every single time. That's so important. Um, the same judge is going to is the one who's judging you over and over and over again. So they're seeing you progress and they know what looks best on you for the stage. And I think that that's just so important. And thank you so much for clearing that up for us. Um, So there's something that I think is wonderful that kind of there was like a little twinkle in your eye earlier when we were talking about your husband. And I think that that's beautiful that you're able to have a relationship in the sport. How were you proposed? How did he propose? It's like an epic story. I know it is. I wasn't there. I wasn't there, but I heard about it and we all want to know. Oh, that's awesome. Um, So I was actually prepping for the, uh, I think it was the 2016 um, Phoenix Europa. Um, I actually, I was actually pretty upset when I walked off stage because um, the whole reason why I was doing it was to try to get in front of some national judges before I went and did um, nationals the year after. Well, when I got up there, um, I'm looking out into the the judging panel and realizing that none of those judges are there. Um, 
and they moved me completely to the outside. Um, so as we know, in, you know, as competitors, um, you know, and this doesn't always stand true anymore. Um, but back then it, it seemed like this is how they were judging is usually, you know, if you end up dead center, um, at, uh, you know, after your first call outs, that means your first place and, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, go along the sides of that. They moved me completely to the outside. Um, I was actually trying to qualify for nationals. And so I thought I didn't qualify. So I walked off stage after prejudging and I stormed off and I literally went to my boyfriend at the time. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to finals. <laughs> <laughs> no. You have to, like, have to go to finals. And I, I was just being a little brat at the time. Uh, I would never not show up for finals. But um, he kept saying, you have to, you have to. And, like, it was just kind of odd to me because I was like, yeah, I know why he's saying that because, you know, it's a bad look to not show up on stage. Well, little did I know, um, when I got up on stage for uh, finals and the award ceremony, um, they called me out for second place. And um, I go... I walk out to stand in the second place spot and he comes walking out with uh, the trophy cup in hand. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, why is he holding that? Like it's second place. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I, like I couldn't understand. I was very, I was very confused. Um, and he got in front of me and he got down on one knee and I looked in the trophy cup and there was the ring. <gasps> Um, and so you proposed to me on stage at Europa, um, and then everything finally came together, and I realized, oh, that's why he was, like, getting so upset that I kept saying I wasn't going to show up to finals, and, um, no, it was, it was probably the most epic, uh, proposal I could ever imagine, and especially as a bikini competitor, um, it was a dream come true. Um, we had talked a couple weeks before that. Um, and talked about how we wanted to get me to nationals and spend money on going to nationals. And um, that apparently, you know, a wedding and proposal was was not um, in the works. Uh, but he obviously had different plans. So um, it was pretty awesome. It was That's beautiful. That is yeah. so amazing. I mean, I would just I wouldn't know what to do if my boyfriend had did that. <laughs> That's amazing. I started backing up. Like I started backing up and he, he, he looks at me and he's like, come here. Like he's on one knee, he's like, come here. I think he thinks I was going to like back up and run away or something. But I like, I was so, I've never been so surprised in my life. Um, usually when people, you know, try to surprise me, I can, I can kind of catch hints to it. Um, but man, this was definitely the surprise of a lifetime. So it was awesome. Um, I mean, I remember seeing a picture of someone being proposed to on stage a couple years um, before that and thinking, oh my gosh, like wouldn't that just be the ultimate proposal? And mm -hmm. and here I am. So He is such a great supporter. Um, it's just amazing how he's been with you every step of the way. And you said he's your coach, correct? Yeah, he's my coach. Um, you know, I actually was talking to him yesterday because, you know, when I get close to a show, I'm kind of like, I go back and forth. I'm like, I feel good, but like, I don't know. Like, you know, I feel like I still have so much more work to do. And, you know, he believes in me more than I believe in myself. And um, if that's not support, I don't know what is. I think that's incredible. So many people struggle in relationships when it comes to competing. Um, take us through a day in a life of you and your husband. 
Oh, man. So um, let's see. Wake up. Uh, feed our six dogs. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> six dogs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Four huskies, two minkins. Um, he usually takes off in the early in the morning. He trains clients um, early. And then I work from home. Um, so, you know, I sit down and I do my HR job from eight to four. Um, usually he gets back, you know, around, you know, three o'clock or so. And um, then we carpool to the gym after I'm done at um, work at four o'clock. Um, sometimes I've got clients. Um, but otherwise, you know, I just go in there with him so he can train me. Um, you know, he trains his clients and I, I hang out until he's done. And then we're very, very routine. Uh, we don't have a, I mean, we've done some crazy stuff over the, the last year. Like, you know, we've moved and, um, we're actually moving our gym home. We bought, um, an acre and a half lot so that we could, um, have our gym right at home. So, um, our routine will change a little bit. It's going to be more of rather than getting in the car and driving to the gym, it's going to be walking across the lot to, to work out. But, um, But yeah, and then he, you know, we're, like I said, we're very routine. Um, you know, we go, we, we get our workouts in and then come home, um, you know, make our meals, make sure we've got our meals ready for the next day and then do it all over again. That's wonderful. So, uh, someone who would be curious, um, about making a relationship work, what, what tips would you give them? Like, what is the secret to having a successful relationship with your husband as a IFBB bikini professional? So, um, we always, you know, remind people, this is a very selfish sport and it has to be, if you want to get to where, um, you know, to the pro level, you, you have to be selfish. Um, but you have to make sure that, you know, your significant other is, is on board for that as well. Um, me and my husband have, um, competed together before. Um, and you know, we've, we've got a meal prep company so that we don't have to worry about, you know, each other stealing each other's chicken or carbs or (laughs) super important. (laughs) So it's, um, you know, it's, it's getting that understanding of like, you have to do you, um, you have to get your own workouts in. Um, but then you have to support each other along the way. Um, if, if one person's getting down on themselves or, or frustrated, um, you know, don't blow them off and, and be like, Oh, you know, I've got my own stuff to take care of, you know, understand, um, when, you know, there needs to be that emotional and relationship aspect, but at the same time, um, you really have to, you know, be able to focus on yourself and make sure that that's something they're okay with. Um, I have heard a lot of relationships where, you know, a a guy has, has broken up with, you know, a bikini competitor because, you know, she's always in the gym or she's, you know, she's selfish. She only cares about herself. You know, it is a selfish sport. Um, and like I said, you you have to be selfish to be able to get where you, where you want to be. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to just completely, you know, set your relationship aside. Um, give yourself a little bit of balance too. like every once in a while, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know, when we, when I get a cheat meal, I'm like, let's make a, let's make a date out of it rather than just, you know, go to the local burger joint. Like let's go on a date. You know, let's make it a date. That way it doesn't feel like, you know, you're always restricted to a diet and, you know, you, you can't live, you know, a normal relationship or anything like that. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's and especially I mean, and you know how it is. You prep for shows before, like, you know, when you get low carb and you get cranky, mm-hmm. um, it's having mm-hmm. patience too, and understanding this is just a temporary phase. This isn't them. This isn't their normal attitude. Um 
I have seen people also, you know, who've reached out to me and say that, you know, they're fighting with their boyfriend or something week to week while they're in prep. Um, and it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, hey, take a step back, like chill out for a moment, you know, and, and just try to relax, you know, understand that it's not your relationship that's causing these arguments. It's, you know, it's the diet, it's the stress, it's, yeah. um, you know, your, your body's exhausted, so you're exhausted. Um, so it's, you know, it's more of an understanding kind of point and, and knowing that it's not your relationship that's, you know, causing the turmoil. It's just, you know, your diet, it's your, you know, you're trying to get through prep. Um, prepping is not easy. Everyone thinks it's a walk in the park because it might feel like that at certain points, but there are the highs and lows. Um, and if you're with each other for those highs and lows, honestly, it gets easier and easier every time. I feel like, um, you know, especially with our relationship, my preps are a walk in the park. You know, if I snap at him, he's just kind of just shrugs his shoulders and whatever, eat some carbs, eat yeah. a rice cake. It's <laughs> it's nice that you guys have a, a clear understanding. And, and like you said, like you have to be like when you you have to be with someone who's signing up for this, you know, they know what they're getting themselves into and they understand, you know, um, the game, you know, what, what, what's the outcome of everything. And I loved how you said everything is always temporary. I always tell myself that everything is always temporary and different, you know, in anything that you do. So that, that mentality always helps me through my preps. If I'm having a bad week or whatever, I'm like, this is temporary. I'm not going to remember this three weeks from now or, you know, next week or a year from now. So just kind of like, you know, keep, keep going and, and everything will be okay. I think that you guys have a really healthy relationship. A lot of the tips that you gave, um, is amazing for us trying to form a healthy relationship. Um, and it seems like you guys really trust each other. It's a lot to, it's a lot that you put your prep in his hands. And, and that's amazing that you're able to, you know, trust your significant other. I think that's beautiful. And hopefully we can all use these tips in our relationship to better them and to really evaluate um, ourselves moving forward. Now, um, what are your goals in the, in the sport of bodybuilding? So probably as every bikini pro would say, um, to make it to the Olympia stage, um, obviously like, you know, the story I was telling you earlier, um, you know, when I had done my first show and, you know, was watching bikini Olympia and said, you know, I, I'll be on that stage someday. Um, well, that still holds true. I still want to be on that stage someday. Um, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's, it's like when you first start competing, you know, you just want to place at your first show and then you want to go to nationals and you want to place at nationals and you want to get your pro card. And then as a pro, you want to place as a pro. So the next step is, you know, making it to Olympia. Um, and honestly, you know, if I, if I do make it to Olympia someday, um, you know, I hope to continue to make it to Olympia, um, for a few years thereafter. Um, I honestly can't say I aspire to be Miss Olympia. Um, like I said, I'm an introverted extrovert. So while I do <laughs> love attention on stage, um, after just getting my pro card, that was overwhelming enough. I could not imagine, um, the kind of attention um, that being Miss Olympia would require. Um, nor do I ever think it'd be realistic for me to make it to that point. But after that, I would love to, you know, maybe break top 10 someday, maybe even break top five. Um, but, you know, I'm not the typical bikini competitor of like, one day I'll be Miss Olympia. You know, I'm, I'm all for just bringing the best me and just trying to make it to Olympia stage would be awesome because that's an opportunity of a lifetime. And then um, I really want to put on some more muscle. 
Um, muscles doesn't come easily for us women. Um, and watching how much I put on even just, I mean, it's not, I haven't put on a lot of muscle in the last three years. Um, but it's still a lot of progression from, from where I was at three years ago. Um, so I want to continue to keep building that shape. Um, and honestly, like even just, you know, I'm, I'm very tight in a lot of areas. So, um, continue to work on like the structure and the shape of, of my muscles and, you know, filling out the muscle and, um, you know, bringing that X factor that all of us bikini girls desire. Now, you you said that you worked in the HR. Um, what are your professional goals? Do you think that you'll always work in the HR department? Or do you think that you would? I know you talked about having some clients. Do you train on the side as well? or? Um, so I train on the side as well. I try not to train too much. I do a lot more bikini posing than I do training. Um, I This year, I've kind of taken a step back because Last year, I just said yes to anyone who came to me, um, and then I overloaded myself, and I wasn't able to get my own workouts in and focus on myself. Um, I don't ever want to be a full-time trainer. Um, I did that a while back, um, like when I was like 19, and I do love training, but honestly, now that I'm a pro athlete and I have to train a little bit harder myself, um, it kind of takes the fun out of, of being at the gym. I don't want to step into the gym and feel like I'm at work. Um, so as far as, you know, HR, I love my professional job. I love having that separation from the fitness industry. I feel like everyone needs to be able to remove themselves from it because, you know, it's, it can be a very like contagious, you know, industry, you know, in terms of mindset and people get into their own heads and everything. Um, it's nice to be able to have that balance, um, you know, and flip that switch back over to like my professional life and, and not always be everything is fitness related. Um, a lot of people ask me like, are you in the gym like four hours a day? I'm like, no, I'm there for like an hour. Like maybe. <laughs> Otherwise I'm in front of my computer doing employment law kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I have a real job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I mean, you know, I've, I've gone back and forth about, you know, whether I want to continue doing, you know, HR or not. Honestly, it's one of those things where if you're good at something, you're going to enjoy doing it. There are days where I don't enjoy doing it because I have to be the bad guy. I have to fire people, things like that, um, you know, so, and things to avoid litigation. Um, it can be pretty stressful at times. But honestly, it's one of those things that, and I don't know why it comes naturally to me. I'm very good at applying employment laws and, and everything. So it makes it fun for me because it makes me interested in it because I'm good at doing it. Um, I also write for Forbes. I write for their um, HR and leadership. Oh, section. wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Forbes online. Um, and so with that, I mean, that's another thing I do on the side. Um, and that actually came from um, some other companies reaching out to me, asking me to write some HR articles. And then Forbes caught wind of it and uh, reached out to me. And um, I've been writing for them for almost a little bit over a year now. Um, and then GoDaddy reached out to me and same thing. Um, but we, you know, with us owning our own gym, um, you know, one day I'd like to open a full size, um, you know, full size training gym and just run the operations there. Um, you know, do all the hiring, um, you know, basically be the COO um, of our our gym. But that's years and years to come. Um, you know, that's quite the investment that we would have to make. But um, you know, being able to work from home and do HR right now is, is a blessing because it allows me to travel. Like today I was working and I worked all day yesterday. 
Um, you know, I don't have to sacrifice my career and progression in my career for competing. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like if I was in an office, it would probably be different. I would probably be looking for some sort of career change, um, so that I could balance out my work life and competing a little bit more. Um, but you know, it's just one of those things where I, I'm good at what I do. So I just continue doing it, um, until I, you know, until I get bored of it, you know, I'm, I'm. I get bored very easily. So, um, you know, I've been, been doing HR for about five, six years now. So oh, wow. um, I'm not on board of it yet. It's one of those jobs that it's something different every day. I'm not doing the same redundant um, tasks every day. I'm doing lots of research, you know, working with, um, you know, lots of different companies for, um, you know, outreach and, you know, recruiting and things like that, too. So um, I love the variety that it provides. So um, you're, you're extremely intelligent. How old are you, Tiffany? Because I feel like I'm speaking to this well accomplished, like super intelligent. I mean, you speak so well and, um, you're so involved in everything that you're doing right now. Thank you. Um, I'm 27. Oh, okay. Oh, ditto. Me too. Yay. (laughs) It's funny because like, I see a lot of girls who are like, you know, 19, 20, 20, 21 who are competing. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so old for this sport. But, oh no, not at all. Yeah, if you kind of look at, you know, I mean, this is one of those sports where like you actually get better with age with, you know, muscle maturity. Yes. So, um, you know, kind of going back and looking at, you know, some of the women who are making it to the Olympia stage, you know, they're in their mid 30s, um, you know, some in the late 30s, you know, some early 40s. I mean, I, you know, I have to keep reminding myself, I'm not, I'm not too old for this sport. I don't know. Maybe it's like the, the old soul inside of me or something, but yeah, I think we all kind of fear that, um, you know, as we get older, we may not be able to compete, but I agree. I feel like the girls who are a lot older than us, they have a lot more muscle maturity and they've, they've been doing it for a lot longer and, um, they just look really, really good. In my opinion, I feel like they look better than me at times. So I, I think it's great because it's something that I, I feel like after I have kids or, you know, if I stop for a while and I come back, I can definitely do it and be successful. So I, I love that, you know, us older women are able to compete and I hate to conclude everything because we have talked about so much and I just love listening to you and hearing everything that you have to offer. All of your experiences have been absolutely amazing. You are a gym and a just, just beautiful spirit in this sport. And it's, it's so clear, but, um, I have to ask you one final question. What Mm -hmm. advice would you give to someone who is wanting to become an IFBB bikini professional? Um, Ooh, that's a, that's a loaded question. Let's see. Um, I'd say don't rush it. Um, I feel like people get really discouraged really quickly with this sport because they hit up four national shows in a row and they don't get their pro card. And it's like their first year, second year competing. Um, It's time. Remember that it takes time. Even if you didn't get the call outs that you wanted at your last national show, that's okay. Use that as motivation and drive into your next show. Um, your time will come. You have to put in the work, though. I think a lot of a lot of people think, oh, if I just keep showing my face, they're going to give it to me. Yes and no. Yeah, they'll, they'll keep remembering you. But if you're not 
bringing, you know, something better than the last time you were on stage, the judges do notice that. There's a lot of girls that walk across that stage, but you'd be very surprised. Like, especially the head judge, Sandy, she remembers people really well. Yes. Like, I I cannot believe it. Like, mm-hmm. she she sees me and she already knows me by my first name. You know, it, it's, it's crazy because she sees thousands of bikini girls every year. Um, but she also knows, you know, she was the one who gave me the feedback about, you know, the glute hamstring tie-in. She knows that I, I usually have a harder backside. So her feedback to me was, you know, bring in a harder backside. And it goes the same thing as, you know, me going into pro shows as everyone else going into national shows. If you don't feel like you're bringing a competitive package, don't just go into the show and, and cross your fingers. Give yourself a little bit more time. Who cares if you threw it on Instagram and told everyone that you're doing, you know, nationals in July you know, if you don't feel like you're ready, don't step on that stage. Don't put your body through, you know, that dehydration and everything just to, you know, possibly get second or third call outs. You know, you want to go up there and be undeniable. So take your time going into shows. Um, take the time to, to build the necessary muscle. Um, and, you know, I always say don't compare yourself to other girls, but you do want to look at what the look is they're going for. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but the last these last national shows, they've been going for a harder, leaner look um, than I feel like what they've gone with in the past, at least when I was at junior nationals. Um, so kind of figure out what the caliber of athletes looks like and, you know, what, what you need to bring to be competitive um, in that group of women. Um, so, you know, don't rush into it. Don't be like, Oh, I'm not just because you're nationally qualified doesn't mean you have to go to nationals. Um, that, that qualification will last you, you know, a whole year, spend that year building and bringing the physique, um, that belongs on a national stage. That's wonderful advice. Thank you so much, Tiffany. So, um, that's, (laughs) of course. So, we, we love you. I love you. And um, if we want to be able to find you, like where could we find you to hear more of your beautiful um, advice and tips and share and so that we can follow your journey? Well, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram name is Tiffany Elite Aesthetics. Um, and then if you want to follow our gym as well, um, you know, we post all of our athlete pictures and things that are going on at our gym. Um, it's Elite Aesthetics AZ is the Instagram. Yay! Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This is, I'm going to conclude this episode. If you love this episode, just as much as I love this episode, and you know someone who may love this episode, just as much as you and I loved this episode, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you could help me help others. So please, if you loved it, It takes 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share with all of your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today and always remember to never give up on your dreams.